people moving together, things happen. 1972, the Miami Dolphins, an NFL football team, uh, marched through the entire NFL and won, undefeated, regular season, playoffs, Super Bowl. Hasn't ever been done. 1965, Martin Luther King Jr. and a group of men and women marched together from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama, marching for unity and freedom throughout all the land. 1987, in Urbana, Illinois, a group of men and women in the Wesleyan Church marched forward as they sensed the call into ministry, forever changing the landscape of our denomination. 2015, Charleston, South Carolina, men and women met together, came onto a bridge in prayerful unity, declaring God's love amidst the atrocities that just took place in a church in their town. As we just saw and heard, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell as the people of God marched around them. When people get together and move in unity, things happen. More importantly, when the church comes together in unity, things happen. For we are the communio sanctorum, a Latin phrase meaning the communion holy. You can look at that two different ways. In one sense, we are the communion of holy ones. And we are. We are the church, the holy people. But the other side of looking at that is that we are the communion in holy things. God's presence, God's activity, he leads his people in holy things. He takes us to places that we have never been before. For he is holy, and he is here, and he is leading us in new things. Even prior to this wonderful scene that we're going to get to, the by faith the walls of Jericho fell, even before that we know that God is present and he is doing new things in and among the people. Rewind a little bit and look at this little passage of scripture here. In Joshua chapter 3, it says, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it then you will know which way to go because you have never been this way. They were at the River Jordan. They hadn't even crossed over. They hadn't even gotten to Jericho. And it says, you've never been this way before. Wait to see where the ark goes. Jean-Pierre de Cassade, he wrote a book called The Sacrament of the Present Moment. And in this book, he talks about God's presence in two different ways. He says that when God abides in us, we yield to, we submit, and we follow where he is going. The ark. This was God's visible, tangible presence for the Israelites, for the people. Where the ark went, they went. They had the, the 
the tower. They had the, the, the tower of fire. They had the pillar of smoke. They had those things, but now they have the ark. The second half of De Kassad's quote on God's presence, he says, when we abide in God, we are free to discover more about God, finding out more about his character, finding out more about his love, who he is, and in that we find that he calls us to new places of devotion that we have never been before. God's presence is powerful. They've crossed the River Jordan, the Israelites, the people of God. They're on the other side. They're at Gilgal. And it is there that God says to them, will you rededicate yourselves to me? Will you re-up your devotion? And there at Gilgal, they rededicated the people of God. Circumcision, the act of saying that, yes, we belong to God. We are the people of God. We will re-up in who we are with you. Yesterday, we had uh, Indiana North, the Wesleyan Church, we had our district conference, and we've been hearing about these stories and testimonies of new things are happening. There's this thing, it's called Made New. Things have been happening. Think people are being made new. New things are happening. New territories being taken by churches. Lives are being transformed. And even as we look in our church and we look in our community, things are happening. By faith, God is taking us to new places. By faith, God is taking us to new places. Think about the places that we've already been, though. By faith, in 1895, a group of men and women met for prayer and Bible study here in Marion, Indiana, and by faith, College Wesleyan Church began. By faith, this group of people, these people of God, began an impact in the community in places like Indiana Wesleyan, Taylor, Francis Slocum, and other places in Marion. By faith, people are standing up, declaring that God is doing something in our lives. By faith, we're seeing not just a ministry among the generations, but to and through the generations. New places that God is taking us. Because in a sense, we, the church, we are God's visible presence, that he is active, that he is near, and that he is doing a mighty thing among us. Think about the new places of devotion that God has taken us as a people. We are seeing and hearing of new levels of spiritual formation that haven't existed before. You only get that when you say yes to where God wants to take us. So by faith, we move to new places of devotion, new lands. 
And as we go to these new places, we also find something else that's happening. Another thing that God is doing is that he is taking us by faith to new food. To new food. Joshua chapter 5. It's going to come up here. Joshua chapter 5. So it's just after it's just after they've crossed the River Jordan. It's the day after Passover. And we find this verse. They've been resting, they've been healing, they've been recuperating from this big act of devotion that they just did. And this is what it says. They ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites, but that year they ate the produce of Canaan. Did you see it? The manna stopped the day after they ate this food. Wow. Do you remember the manna? I mean, this was God's way of saying, I am with you. For 40 years, every day, God said, I am with you. And here's my sign, manna. Literally, bread from heaven. This was God's visible, tangible presence that you are my people and I will not leave you. And here we're saying the manna stopped. Because the thing is, is that when God takes us to new places of devotion, when he takes us to new lands, when he's doing a new thing in and among us and through us, there's new food that has to be eaten. Roasted grain, unleavened bread. Sure. We might not be used to this bread yet. I mean, manna, I mean, this, this, are you sure this is God's visible sign and tangible presence that he is with us? Now you're saying we've got to eat this? For 40 years I trusted in the fact that this manna was coming and now here's this new bread. This new food. I've never eaten this bread before. But this is the bread. This is, the, this is not the bread. This is the food that is needed if we are to go into the new things that God is doing, the new battles that he has for us by faith. Now we get to Jericho, right? Now we're at Jericho where the walls came tumbling down, right? How many of you sang that song as a little kid, right? Joshua fought, right? Joshua fought, let's do it. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, right? We sang that. Okay, I'm not going to keep singing. I don't want you guys to leave yet. <laughs> but that's where the walls came tumbling down. And how exactly did those walls come tumbling down? By the craziest order that you can think of. You've got an armed guard walking in front of a group of priests who are carrying an ark, followed by some other individuals who are blowing a trumpet with people who have to remain silent the entire time. That is the craziest explicit order that you can think of. And that's what's going to win a battle? That's what you have for us? After we eat some roasted grain and leavened bread, you're going to tell us to walk and not talk? But it's this crazy, explicit, mundane walking 
that changed the landscape forever. This crazy act of following God completely altered what was taking place. In fact, some scholars have actually went ahead and said that that many people, it's about four to 600,000 people walking around a city that was no bigger than nine acres of land, that that many people walking around that consistently, that constantly, for that amount of days, for that amount of time, could actually cause those walls to shake and fall. Imagine what would happen if the church walked consistently and constantly in unity, what walls would come tumbling down? Because there are battles. There are battles that God has for us. And if we'll follow those crazy, explicit, mundane orders of walking, imagine the things that could take place. And we do it. We follow a crazy, explicit thing. It says, Jesus, the Nazarene, a man in his 30s, bore the weight of sin on a cross and died for people to become a new creation. Pretty crazy to me. And that same Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, also gives us some explicit, mundane orders that look more like living in exile than it does look like conquering a promised land. He tells us things like, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, give food to the hungry. He says, Feed the, give water to the thirsty. That doesn't look like conquering a land. That looks like just making it. But it's exactly what the world around us needs. They need us to live out these mundane orders. They need us to walk daily with our children as they are beginning to find out and discover more about God's love for them. They need us that by faith we will walk alongside those who are hurting, who are carrying the burden of caring, caring for a loved one who is dying. The by faith everyday battle of our teens struggling to figure out their place in this world and in the church. The by faith new battle that we have every day when we look in the mirror and we say, God, how can I go from it being about me to being about all of us? Because as God takes us to new lands, he takes us to new places of devotion, and we've seen all the places, we've heard all the places that God has taken us, which means that there are still places yet that God wants us to go. And we see that he will sustain us and he will feed us with new food and with that new food, we are going to face new battles that we have yet to face, and we're going to do it in such a way <laughs> that it's going to look a little obscure to the world around us. But here's the catch. We do it together. This isn't about single individuals here. This isn't about spiritual giants and just doing things right. Look, in, I mean, we just saw it in Hebrews. This is the only place 
in the Hebrews Hall of Faith in which a group of people are commemorated for their faith. This isn't spiritual giants like Moses and Noah and Sarah and all these different individuals who have done these exemplary things. No, this is a group of people who are commemorated for their faith. The church is celebrated and honored for their activity and how they're participating with God. So if we're to do these things, we do it together as one because we are the church, the community, the community of holy ones participating in holy things. But what if I don't like the new food? I mean, I mean, I've been used, I'm used to that manna. I mean, for 40 years, man, that fed me. That kept us going. What happens if I don't like it? I mean, this, this new stuff. I mean, unleavened bread, come on, hang on a second. Roasted grain? What is that stuff? What, what if I'm the only one who's even going to take a step forward and cross that river into that new land? What, what if I'm the only one? What if nobody else is coming Are you serious? I gotta walk for six days? What if I don't think I've got the strength to do it? What if I'm the only one that shouts when everybody's supposed to shout? I mean, come on. What, what if I even begin to doubt that this is even what we're supposed to do and be? A story was shared with me a while ago about an individual, individual who was strong in faith. He was in ministry for many years, accomplished so many great things. He was dying, was near the end of his life. His friends had been going to visit with him, and on one occasion he remarked to them, he said, I don't know if I believe anymore. His friends looked at him and they told him, that's okay. Because we will believe for you. God is taking us to new places, new food, new lands. And we're going to have those questions. We're going to have those wonderments of, are you sure this is God's presence? And that's when we, the church, we come alongside each other and we say, we will believe for you. We do it together. We walk together. 